0: Kane and Bucks. Ah, very good morning to you. If you're just joining us, Tom Morris stepping in for Kane Corns this morning for Melbourne Airport parking. Nothing beats Melbourne Airport's terminal parking. Book online. And for Brant, best on ground for John Deere equipment. We've had a big first hour. We spoke to Maddie White about the amazing NRL grand final last night, but we've got a bigger hour coming up because Nathan Buckley is in the house. Uh, Collingwood CEO Craig Kelly. And club legend Peter Moore will join us as well. After 8am, we've got speaks volumes. But first, it's the buck stops here. To Buckley, what a magnificent kick! Wonderful. <laughs> to Buckley, who 55 so meters. The buck stops here. Brought to you by Latrobe Financial, trusted by Australians for more than 70 years.
1: Whammy. Right, so, Tom, before I jump into this, I've got a, a text that came through. So, apparently the three song choices at quarter time were all Brisbane songs. <laughs> and then at three quarter time, the, they were all Collingwood songs, whatever the Collingwood well, songs were. What were the Collingwood well, songs? I, I can't know. remember. I, I don't know. The, I don't know if Collingwood had been playing songs after goals. They just sing Collingwood. Players. Yeah, that's pretty much all we need. But <laughs> All right, so that's a good square up. But And then there was a couple of triggered pie supporters here. I totally agree. I never want to hear that bloody song again. But anyway, okay, let's jump into it. So, look, there's so many places you can go. So this isn't an, ex- an exhaustive list, but yep. it's it's a couple of talking points that I want to go to. Right. So number number one for me is just the fast starting grand finals and how important that was. Um, and Collingwood have done this in each of their finals um, against Melbourne against GWS and then and then again on the weekend. And it was field position that did the trick, and a couple of small forwards that got dangerous. Dacos, was he
0: caught high? Nick claims he was. Umpire says yes! He's become arguably the biggest story of the season, Nick Dacos. And he kicks the opening goal! McCreary ran into space, double back, Bobby! And he strikes it pure!
1: So it's always good to be able to put your opposition on the back foot. Um, and you've got to make your own luck. I thought the, the Nick Dacos high tackle was marginal. Um, I'm not sure if... the, the, His first goal? Yeah, but, yep. but you've got to have field position to do that. So I thought Mason Cox on McInerney in those first um, ruck duels was was crucial. Um, and Collingwood's midfield got to work. Across the board, it looked like over the balance of the game, the, the Collingwood midfield was was dominant compared to the Brisbane midfield. I think that was a significant aspect of Collingwood's game. But they gave them field position early. And for you know, Dacos to get involved as a forward to start the game – and then Bobby Hill, who got on the end of a, a Bo McCreary pass, which was great vision, and that got his game going. So if you get a small forward and you kick a goal early and you're out to – as as that was the highest um, margin for Collingwood for the day, which was 12 points at the six-minute mark. So significant to be, able to, to be able to jump out of the blocks. So you reckon Collingwood controlled the match? I mean,
0: looking at the scoreboard, it was a four-point margin. But Collingwood kicked one goal six in that third quarter – um, and it, the game could have gone either way, but it felt as if the Magpies had the run of the game for most of the second half. Is that how you saw it from your angle?
1: Well, if it, it, statistically, it looks that way. I mean, they had 57 inside 50s to 43. But point two for me is, is where Brisbane were in the game and were a danger of taking it further out of Collingwood's grasp. By the time we got to half time, Brisbane, their forward efficiency was so good. That that was where we had this high scoring game going they didn't need much forward play to be able to score and and the Brisbane front six were exceptional.
0: Oh saw Bailey saw that he played on, got across his boot, Danaher ran straight into Quaymore, back to Bailey in the pocket, ran himself into a dead end, got out of it and kicked
1: one oh. of the great grand final goals. Hands it off to McCarthy from the pocket for the miracle shot. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh, oh. The great McCarthy. <laughs> great so, Br- calling, Dwayne. Oh, it was huge. And 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 at halftime, you're thinking with this, I mean, we're in a real contest here. We've already seen 17 goals scored. We saw 10 in the second quarter alone, mm. but Brisbane's forward play was so good. It, it the, their best. So in terms of goals for inside fifties, they'd kick. They kicked at that stage. They kicked nine goals from twenty five entries, So that's that's better than one in three. Yeah, they're the best team in the competition at converting entries for goals across the season at one in five. So they were beating wow. their own best by a fair way. Um, Bailey kicked a couple of perlers in the yeah. first quarter. Cameron had got on the board and kicked a couple in the second quarter. Danaher a couple in um, one in the first and one in the second. Uh, sorry, both in the second and, and McCarthy had hit the scoreboard. Yeah. So they'd eight of their nine goals had come from their, their front six. Their midfielder had won enough clearance to give them supply, and they relied on that because they weren't actually moving the ball that well from their back half to their front half. They only had 43 insides for the whole game. But at that stage, you thought, well, if Brisbane midfield can get enough supply to their forwards... Collingwood's back six aren't holding up as well as they have, mm. or as well as they could, and it looked like Brisbane were imposing the best of of uh, of their football.
0: Uh, it's great analysis, but their midfield didn't kick the goals that they wanted. The Lions,
1: no, and in the end, that's that's number three. Great leading mate. I, I, like the Pies needed to find uh, more scoring avenues, and and they they had only kicked um, you know single figure goals in the first two finals for narrow wins, and and it was going to be a challenge against. A heavier scoring Brisbane side to be able to to be able to find those goals, and it ended up coming from the midfield.
0: Caresses the kick for Chris. He's got it on a lovely looking path to goal. Lays it off to Pendlebury, who got loose in board. One of the greatest of all magpies. Thirty meters out, he's every bit back. side bottom in game three oh nine from outside the arc. Oh my
1: goodness, he has got it, and the place erupts. And a couple of those that like yeah, Geordie's in the at at quarter time, Steele's um towards the end of the last quarter and, and Jack Crisp when when uh, when they really needed one, of the pies, they were all fifty five meter kicks. Yeah. So th- that was exceptional finishing. But the but the midfield scoring was was crucial. Crisp ended up kicking two off the wing at yeah. the end of the second quarter. DeGoey got both of his as a midfielder. Uh, Sidebottom kicked his off the wing and and Scott Penderbury kicked his as a midfielder. Dakos's was as a forward. So six of Collingwood's 12 goals were actually out of the midfield. So they didn't rely on their front six for scoring as much as Brisbane were. But the midfield dominance and their ability to to surge forward out of clearance, it made them more, and and in transition, made them more damaging than their Brisbane counterparts. You know,
0: in every grand final, there's iconic moments. And still, Sidebottom's goal to me will be one of them. A veteran player, fifty-five meters out on a hot day, fatigued, sailing it through quite easily. Did you think he had the legs when he was having? It was a fifty-meter penalty, wasn't it? From Absolutely the not. Yeah. Absolutely
1: not. And and my, I've spoken to Steele about this quite a bit. I I think he he kicks the ball slightly further on his left than he does on his right <laughs> when he when he goes around on the arc from a distance. Yeah. Um, but he was he was really confident. He's found he's found that distance. He thought there was a little bit of breeze behind him. Um, and he, the expected sort of uh, hit-up target sort of to the hot spot didn't, didn't uh, appear as he was, began his run. But I, that, that was significant because if the, if the Collingwood midfielders didn't get forward to take advantage of, their high forwards did an enormous amount of defensive work and contest work out of the first kick out of stoppage. Yep. And then the surge of uh, midfielders through that next contest – was where the scoring came from.
0: And Pendlebury's crypt- kryptonite, and he's spoken about this, is sometimes his set shots, but he had no trouble with that at a time when he's in the, at the 27th minute mark of the third quarter. And Collingwood hadn't kicked a goal in that third term up to that point. I think they had naught goals five or something Correct. like that.
1: Correct, yeah. Yeah, and, and that was that was significant. And that was down my end, I was right on the angle and, and I had the Did same thoughts, same thoughts exactly to yeah. what you've said. It's it's it has been probably the only thing that he haven't hasn't aced. He probably only gets an A an A minus for that part and of the And he concedes this. And he everything knows else this. is an A plus. <laughs> yeah. it, but but then, but that just shows you the strength of character and it needs to get done. But yep. that was exceptional. Part number four for me was center about scoring and how important it is both ways. Uh, Collingwood end up kicking three one from centre bounce, um, and Brisbane kicked two of their own, which were both crucial. The, the Cameron goal out of quarter time, as, as one of them, but the centre bounce scoring is quite often revolves around momentum, mm. and Collingwood were able to when Brisbane hit the front with Char- with the Charlie Cameron goal at the 18 minute mark of the last quarter, the first goal of that last quarter. Collingwood needed to respond, and that um, that last centre-bounce goal was significant.
0: Gets a kick up inside the <clears> 50. <throat> Majacek in the front. Gardner knocked it away. Nick Dacos, lightning hands. Here's the Ngoi moment.
1: He unloads. Bang! You need your stars. And Collingwood stars just went and wrenched the cutback. back. You do need need your stars, and the Ruckman were in there. Um, Brisbane had Dunkley, Neil, and Zorko, so yep. they had a had Zorko, who's been a, a fast feet centre bounce player, Neil, who's one of the premiers, and Dunkley, who's a bigger body who gets the job done. Collingwood went in there with Penderbury, Dacos, and De mm. So when the ball hit the ground, it was it was actually Dacos v Neil. So it was the the master and the apprentice. Yep, yeah, you know, the guy who's quickest feet, fastest hands knows how to get in and out of contests against Nick Dacos, yeah. who is showing his wares in that in that situation. Nick was the one who actually got body in front because Neil was sweeping the contest, had to go and win that cont- contest twice, quick hands out to Penderbury, the ball goes forward. Dunkley slips over and already you've got Nick Dacos who actually has spread forward of Lockie Neal and you've got DeGoe who is in front of Josh yeah. Dunkley. The contest from check and the and the the Brisbane um, defenders was excellent, but Jordan De is actually on Nick Dacos's left. He he just he he knows already that if if Nick gets this ball, they've played enough footy together, and he's and and Jordy's not stupid. He knows that if Nick gets the ball and he lets him know where he is, that he's going to find some space. So he actually crosses behind him, blocks Lockie Neal in the process, which gives Nick an extra half a second. Yeah calls for the ball on his right, and the handball goes out instinctively. Nick actually said he was going to thump the ball 30 metres forward over the contest that yeah. he was running to. But that quick handball and then that finish was so crucial because you you need to answer straight away to get that momentum back, back on um, on your keel, and it yeah. was exceptional the way they did that. And Jared Waitley
0: called it beautifully. That was Jordan Degoe's moment, wasn't it? It's almost like his whole career had led up to this opportunity from 50 metres out, and he just nailed it. It was yeah. just
1: it was just him. Well, and yeah, he's he's. I think he's the highest ranked player on the field again. Like, so that is th- that's two finals in a row that he's go been, he was. Yeah, he, was he? Yeah, I, and it was. I think it was in one of the rankings, in one of the AFL rankings. It was like twenty two ish. The ones that I, I don't know exactly how. They, it's not a super coach, but but he was he was the highest rated mm-hmm. player on the field, and and that just shows you how impactful his touches were. And when you're kicking goals in key moments, that's part of the reason that, uh, that it pops up. He had 18 and 2. What's next, Bucks? So last one is I've got to go to Pendles. Um, yeah. you know, this this guy played his 383rd game in his career, so he's drawn level with Robert Harvey, who has been one of my favourites uh, mm. for the longest time. Um, but this bloke is, is definitely right up there for me. I, I think his last quarter and the way he willed himself – into and through the contest through the last quarter to to be able to steer his team to a second pre- to his second premiership, I thought that was exceptional.
0: Now, Pendle's last quarter was something else and you know his composure when everyone else was starting to get a little bit fatigued and he just but what you guys do see or don't see is the organization. Really proud of the group. You know our fans have been amazing all year. I know we've probably given a few heart attacks here and there, but uh, it's all worth it.
1: What fly just said? Then what we see or don't see? We do see it. I think we see it, but it's not. You can't possibly understand the impact that it has. I, I think you, it, it, even if you rated it, even if you celebrated it and put it on a pedestal, it still would not reach the heights of how impactful it is. So, I walked out of the the um, the club on Monday, leading into the grand final, and Pat Lipinski, who has only played with Pendles for a couple of years. Spoke about a couple of anecdotes where he just he had the ball and Pendles would be behind him saying, hey, "Kick it out to the right," and he just kicks yeah. it out. He doesn't even need to look; he just puts it out there because he trusts his team. He trusts his captain. He trusts the way he sees the game. So Pendles has got he's, he's the puppeteer, and he's got all of the all of the guys around him, especially in defence. Yep, he was always great at setting up people, making sure you put him in that defensive midfield role. He sits slightly in front of the key of the running backs and he just looks after the 12 play, or the 11 players in front of him and makes sure that that part of the ground is set. In offense or clearance, he does the same. 11 touches, 9 kicks, 2 handballs, 3 tackles, 3 marks, 4 contested possessions after kicking a goal late in the third. Yeah. He, um, what, a, what a star. He, he is the Kobe Bryant of, of the AFL. And by that I mean he's a, he's a quiet achiever who is prepared to work every day to be better. He's he doesn't he doesn't beat his chest. He doesn't um, he's not loud. He's not a um, he's not brash. No. But he just kills with a thousand cuts. Maybe he's the Warren Buffett of the AFL. Yeah. He just thinks well I'll, I'll make the right decision today and tomorrow and the day after and then I'll just get better and better and better and the returns will get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's what he's done throughout the course of his career. Did this performance elevate him to, in your mind,
0: the greatest Collingwood player
1: of it's all time? Is that- nearly impossible to argue. Nearly yeah. impossible to argue. I think the fact that there is an irony that he's captained longer than anyone else at the football club and he hasn't been a premiership captain. But he's won a Norm Smith medal and he's directed. He's missed out on a year Both either side, hasn't Absolutely. He must be shattered. (laughs) (laughs) He's done very well. Scott Penderbury, what a superstar.
0: And he is contracted for next year as well. He should get to 400. And there is an article in The Age today by Mick Gleeson arguing that he is the best Collingwood player of all time with your name and, of course, Peter Dacos and a few others in there as well. That's the Buck Stops here. Thanks to OMF, Australian-owned and designed, a very good edition, a grand final edition Bucks. Give us a call, one 736 736 on the IMAR Insurance Open line. We'll talk more Grand Final after this. Kane and Bucks. Al came running out of halfback to be the recipient, and without hesitation, he kicks for Hill. He went over the top. He went up the mountain and came down a hill. Bobby to level it up.
1: It's a staring response from Collingwood.
0: Uh, SBN breakfast. Tom Morris filling in for Kane Corns and Nathan Buckley. What a morning to be sitting That's alongside you. Great call. You. I hadn't heard that. Great you, call He from went Gerard up the mountain and came down <laughs> <Yeah>. the <to> hill. <laughs> but all because Braden. May- I'm not going to do your job of being an analyst, but Braden Maynard hit Jeremy Howe. Jeremy yep. Howe kicked it over the top, and Bobby Hill um, sat on the shoulders of his opponent.
1: Yeah, well, and that was that was directly after that was the bang bang response to um, to Brisbane. They kicked five of the, five of the first six goals in the second quarter to go thirteen points out. And then Jack Chris kicked a centre bounce goal, which was crucial. Mm. And then, um, and then that bit of play there, where it was literally taking the game on and looking for those opportunities and the cracks that might be in the opposition's defence. Yep, I've been doing it all year, and it, it paid off when it mattered. Bobby Hill four goals, worthy Norm Smith medalist. It was unanimous amongst all the
0: voters. So Luke Darcy, Eddie Betts, Jude Bolton, Sarah Ollie, and Luke Shuey were the judges, and they all gave Bobby Hill three votes.
1: Yeah, it was it was really clear. I, I thought. There are a lot of significant contributors, um, but but he was yeah you know, six scoring shots. He gave one off to Pendles. If he'd have kicked straight, he would have kicked six. Yeah. So and and could have kicked seven. I mean, that's how impactful he was. So um, yeah, you know, to have eighteen touches, sixteen of them in the front half, like mm-hmm. that's very rare. Like sixteen touches in a front half in a granny, you're going to be one of the most damaging players on the field, and and I thought that was. That was accurate. And do you think they got it right with Caden Coleman, who got five votes, and then Nick (laughs) Dacos was four? Yeah, let's let's um, let's just take a moment to acknowledge that young man. And look, he's um, twenty-two touches in the first half, off the back of his prelim final performance. Yeah, he hasn't. It probably goes to if if we if we consider where Brisbane are. Like it, it goes to what Fakes was saying afterwards about. Yeah, you know, the, the fact that they've got a lot of growth in them still, and and Coleman's performance was—he just finds time and space. Yep. He's he's hard and tough when he needs to be. He's so skillful. He's got a bit of show and go in him. I wonder—he's not—he's not running hard. He's not a hard runner, but he's just a smart runner. I, I don't know what his scope is going to be. He he's. He's untapped, really. He could go anywhere in the game, but what a what an enormous talent! Give us a call on
0: the IMAR Insurance Open Line one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Bucks, I want to ask you about your experience as a Collingwood person mm-hmm. on the weekend. How does it sit with you as a, as a fan, as a former player, as a coach? It must be difficult in some respects.
1: Oh yeah, there were mixed emotions, but most of them were euphoria. Yeah, um, I, I had things come up that I didn't realise. Were, were there. Such um, as what? Well, I, I like I was like, openly sobbing like, like, at the, at the final siren and beyond and, um, I was sitting, at sit, I was standing around and sitting around uh, a lot of sort of ex-teammates, ex players, I was next to Nick Maxwell, um, Pebs was nearby, Anthony Rocker and his family, Enza and, and their kids and, and, um, yeah, I had my head down trying to work it all out, um, and, you know, Maxie and I were hugging and then, um, you know, Pebs came across and he whispered in my ear, he goes, we got one back. And like, you don't get them back. But there there was a little bit of that, you know, a little bit of poor bugger me that came into it. But the other part is looking at, you know, looking at guys like Jeremy Howe, Braden Maynard, obviously Steele and, and Pendles who have, have won their second one. Um, But just, you know, Brody Meyercheck, Jamie Elliott, who's had so many injury concerns, ups and downs and... Yeah, you know, wouldn't would have wondered whether this day was ever going to come. So those those boys, even and you know, Darcy Cameron, who'd come in relatively late, wasn't in the 18 program, but came in and, and had a significant impact. Isaac Quaner, Will Hoskin, Elliott's one that was that's been there for the most of the journey. So yeah. to see those guys rewarded, and then you then that's tempered by you think I think of Tay Adams, and I think oh yeah, shit, this yeah. is like this is tough. Like, and that's why, and John Noble. So. And I don't and I haven't sort of hadn't rubbed shoulders with Dan McStay, but I can only imagine how that felt to be you know, to, to play your best footy towards a pointy end and then and then not be able to be there. But yeah, I think that's that's probably that's what grand final yeah, that's what the pinnacle pivotal moments bring out is is the highs and the lows, the good and the bad, um, the excitement, um the trials and the tribulations, and and it's it's got it all, and it was it was a great day for it. Beautifully described. I, I can only ima- I can't imagine how difficult it would have been, but also
0: joyous as well. And I saw you in the rooms mm. after the game, giving Jeremy Howe a hug. So we might just touch on
1: that. I bit. forced my way in there. I, I didn't have any <laughs> tickets, but I, I I didn't want to be there. I want, just wanted to be a fly on the wall. So I got in the corner, out of everyone's way, and spent five minutes there just observing it, and then got out. Billy, our Scott Vale. You want to talk about Scott Pendlebury? Uh, what an
0: amazing career he's had, and he's still got a bit of footy to come. G'day, Billy.
1: Yeah, morning, guys. Yeah, just a quick question for Bucks.
0: Uh, just regarding Pendlebury, uh, that summary that he gave was spot on. I'm a mutual supporter, but I actually thought that um, he got Collingwood over the line in that last quarter, and I was just horrified that he only got one vote in the northern sphere I actually thought he had a good chance of winning, the, winning, and I just thought what Bucks thought about that, just
1: the one that really surprised me. Yeah, well, it's probably you know his last. If he'd have played another quarter earlier, like his last quarter, I think he was a Monty for it. But he, yeah. he'd had 13 touches. He'd still has, he still has. He has significant impact ab- above and beyond his kicks, marks, and handballs, and clearances and tackles. Like he, he has, we've already spoken about it, the way he communicates and, and net and and brings everyone together. But. I mean, even if you t- if you if you take a couple of step back and look at his career in its entirety, he probably he hasn't had a he hasn't had absolute you know breakneck speed. He hasn't had that power like a don't argue like a Dusty. He doesn't take high marks. Mm. He he just kills with a thousand cuts, and he's done it for longer than most. Yep, and and so it's a it's a slow it's a slower burn. Like he's done some exceptional things in the game—the show and go, and the ability to find time and space when there is none—and yep. and a, and, a, and the illusion of I'm going to do this, so I'll just buy myself a half a meter over here or half a second over here, or for or for one of my teammates—that we probably don't put that on a pedestal as much as we should. But he is the 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 best exponent in the game that the game has ever seen in that regard. Like the ability to find time and space when there doesn't look like there is any.
0: All right, There's some great text messages coming through on the Temper Forty Winks text. Oh four three three ninety eight eleven sixteen. We'll get to them in a few moments' time. It's now news time. We're off to McCafe for a coffee.